So many of Missouri's problems offensively can be explained by just one snap. And it was the safety that Missouri took late in the fourth quarter. So I want to tell you all about that and more from my film study coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. And I want to get started today by breaking down, again, as I said here at the top, the safety that Brady Cook and the Tigers took late in the fourth quarter. A really crucial play that could have gone very, very badly for the Tigers. No question about that. So let's actually pull up that play here in in, in just a minute. But first, I do want to say that one thing, when you actually break down football film, you actually jump into the tape, one thing you realize is just how much you actually miss when you're sitting there in the stands or watching on your television. And even after an hour and a half of me looking at every snap in detail that I could, there's still so much more that I didn't see. I didn't break down the interior defensive linemen for Missouri, for instance, just so much happening in each and every snap of football. It just makes you kind of get a little humble and realize, gee, there's a lot about this game that I don't know and still have to learn. But having said all that, I do have some thoughts. I know you can't believe it, right? John Miller has thoughts about Missouri football. But I really believe that this one snap here, and I'm going to bring it up for you here for those of you on YouTube, this explains so much because not only does Missouri need to block better, Brady Cook needs to get the ball out of his hands more quickly, and I also think Missouri's got to be much more aggressive, especially in terms of attacking the seams of the defense. That is just something that Missouri over and over again seemed to refuse to do in this particular football game. For instance, look at this play pre-snap here. Obviously, Missouri pretty far back in its own territory here at about the 15. It's second and eight. They've got a six-point lead with just over six minutes left in the ball game. Now, if you look here pre-snap, there is one safety in the middle of the field. He's about 12 yards deep. So, with how Missouri is lined up here, you got Luther Burden on the left side in the slot. If he just simply runs a 85-yard dash to the end zone down the middle of the field, he is going to put a massive, massive burden, no pun intended, on this Blue Raider defense. Honestly, it's going to be hard, based on how they're lined up, for any one defender to turn and run with him successfully. Same thing with Theo Weiss, by the way, on the right side here. Same deal. He's got one defender over here, and as we'll roll the play forward here, you see Mookie Cooper goes in motion, takes his man with him. So indeed, Weiss on the right side of the field has an absolute one-on-one matchup. And you'll notice here Weiss immediately wins off the line. 
So if I if I actually turned on the sound here of this particular play, you would hear me going after about two seconds, throw it deep, throw it deep, throw it deep. And that's the reason for that. But there's a problem, and it's the Missouri protection, as you might have imagined. Now, 74 here, I believe that's Cameron Johnson. He's immediately beaten by the three technique here. Basically shoves him off, and Brady Cook is now forced to come off his his mark. Brady Cook is not... This play design is not meant to be him rolling out to the right side of the field, I don't believe. So, to be fair to Brady, although Theo Weiss does appear to run wide open here, down the right side, wide open is too strong, but open down the right side, he's forced to come off his line. Okay, fine. But as you roll it forward here, you realize, okay, Brady does have time to get rid of this football. That's the biggest thing here. He's got about four seconds here where he could throw this football away and he just chooses not to, ultimately gets hit, takes a hit, fumbles the ball through the end zone for a safety. And obviously in a one-possession game, making it four, giving the ball back to the Blue Raiders, this could have been a disaster. And as you can see here, Brady Cook does have Luther Burden coming open over the middle of the field. He can throw him the football. He can throw it right into the dirt at Cody Schrader's feet if he wants to. But, you know... That's the thing. Cameron Johnson messes up here with a bad block. I'll give you that. He gets beaten by 57, forces Brady Cook to flush the pocket. But at the same time here, I'm just going to let it roll back here in real time. Count it. One, two, three, four. That ball's just got to come out. That's every bit as much on Cook as it is Cameron Johnson. But again, if you look at this play pre-snap, Over and over again, you see opportunities for Missouri to attack the seams, to attack the boundary of the field with receivers, and they just don't do it. And that's frankly disappointing. It's something that Missouri's got to take a look at. It's a part of the field that they don't attack. And going back and watching the film here, it made me realize it's definitely not just the tight ends. It's everyone on this Missouri offense. The slot players, well, like Burden, as much as he gets the ball, More often than not, it's close to the line of the scrimmage and not down the field. And to show you even better what I'm talking about here in terms of attacking the seams, well, I actually have to go to a Middle Tennessee offensive snap because, again, Missouri just did not over and over again attempt to attack the seams. Well, this is exactly what I'm talking about here for Middle Tennessee. Look at number nine here. Let's zoom in on him on my screen if I can. There we go. He's basically one-on-one here pre-snap with Joseph Charleston, number 28. But what really happens here is that Missouri is in a zone. Missouri played a lot more zone than maybe I've seen you would expect in recent years. Nothing necessarily wrong about playing zone, a little more zone, by the way. Maybe Missouri trying some stuff out. But just in the past, it's been a lot of single high, just man-to-man, cover one, kind of aggressive press coverage defense. Well, here on on a, I believe this is a third long play. Let's see. Let me back it up. Can we get it? Ah, third down and six here for Middle Tennessee. As you can see at the snap here, since this is a zone, well, Tyron Hopper, he has to immediately start running with number nine here, who's a problem for Missouri in this football game. One reason why you saw Ennis Rakestraw move inside a lot in the fourth quarter was to counteract this young man. So my point is, when you have this guy just run a straight sprint down the middle of the field, 
You put number eight there, Tyron Hopper, who's an excellent middle linebacker, by the way. But outside of maybe San Francisco 49ers great Fred Warner, there's not a whole lot of middle linebackers that can run with a wide receiver with a free release like that down the middle of the field. I mean, Hopper even turns around and recognizes this pretty quickly, but this is obviously a perfect throw by Nicholas Vadiato. Gets him deep down into the red zone here. They're nearly midfield down to the five-yard line here. And by the way, for all the talk of Brady Cook's arm strength, this is the type of ball that doesn't require an incredible amount of arm strength. It requires anticipation, and it requires touch. Brady can anticipate when he has a clean pocket and when the ball comes out on time. And that's another good part, again, in my another good element of these seam routes, in my opinion, is that the ball can come out quickly and on time by their very nature, and because the ball doesn't have to travel all the way across the field to the out-of-bounds boundary, we don't need as strong of an arm. So these types of plays actually fit Brady Cook's game quite well. If I'm Eli Drinkwitz, I'm mad at myself for not attacking the seams nearly enough. And coming up, well, obviously my show has been a little bit negative lately. I'm afraid that's what the Missouri offense in particular has given us for the most part. But there were some positives from the game, a couple really nice throws from Brady Cook, plus an unbelievable anticipation play by Tyron Hopper that may have saved the game for Missouri. So let's talk about all of that. But first, now it is time for your Game Changer of the Week, brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. And much like Theo Weiss, Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. And you might be saying, what, one catch for five yards and a touchdown? That's completely changing the game for Missouri. Well, obviously the stat sheet was very modest for Theo Weiss. I'm just telling you, watching back the tape, That guy is getting open consistently. Missouri's got to find a way to get him the ball because I really think better times are ahead for Theo Weiss. But I'll tell you, better times are ahead for you because Athletic Brewing Company is fit for all times. You can drink them anytime, anywhere, and make any activity more enjoyable like watching a big game, heck, even your kid's Little League game, even tackling work or working out because we're talking about non-alcoholic brews here, folks. So you can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first online order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Well, if you're like me and you're tired of college football morning shows that seem to want to make you cry with feature stories, let's get back to football talk with college football kickoff live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 10 a.m. to noon central On this Locked On YouTube channel and all the others as well, college football kickoff live, covering the playoffs, rivalries, and going in-depth with all our hosts like only we can 
covering our teams every day. Find Locked On College Football kickoff live every Friday from 10 a.m. to noon on any Locked On College YouTube channel. I promise you won't want to miss it. Okay, I have to admit, I may have misled you all slightly on that tease. I'm going to go with one more Brady Cook mistake here before I I heap a little praise on him for a couple good throws as well. Try to keep this brief, but obviously there was the play where Brady nearly threw a a pick six here in the second half, a a ball that would have been a real game changer here. Missouri only leading by six at this point with about a minute and a half left in the third quarter. You know, this is just frankly a terrible throw and a terrible decision on every level by Brady Cook. He's just assuming too much here that the outside receiver, well, 31's playing off of him, but since 28 doesn't really have anybody to cover over here, he sort of comes out of his hook zone, his flat zone, whatever it is here, and keeps going deeper and deeper and deeper and completely gums up the works here. And the deal is, Brady Cook looks to the left side this entire time here, so there's no way he shouldn't see this coming. You know, that's just way too... He's just assuming that he can get the ball past 28 there. Well, if that's the case, that ball needs to come out quicker and with more zip on it, and I just don't see that decision whatsoever from Cook at all. That's That's a terrible pass, and if he just looks to the other side of the field, you know, he may have much better options, it would seem to me. Now, a lot of people will say this deep ball here to Luther Burden is underthrown, and to some extent, they have a point. And maybe, hey, this is well, this shows some of the limits of Brady Cook's arm strength. But I got to say, I'm completely okay with this throw one-on-one. Again, I, I realize Cook does not have the Patrick Mahomes or Sam Horn or even Jake Garcia type of right arm, but this is a fine throw, in my opinion. Where I worry about Brady Cook's arm more is that previous play that I just showed you on balls that are thrown to the outside, on outbreaking routes, that type of deal, intermediate balls, that type of thing. Because, well, those are the type of balls that can get intercepted and run back a long ways, too. If this ball happens to get intercepted, well, that's essentially an arm punt. And on the idea of, well, the odds of being intercepted there, listen, I'll take Theo Weiss, I'll take Luther Burden right here, jumping up one-on-one most of the time and feeling like they're not going to get the ball intercepted at the very least. So again, there were plenty of opportunities for Missouri to take one-on-one shots downfield just like this. At times, the protection definitely didn't hold up well enough, but I think more often than not, it was Missouri just being content to run other types of plays. And, you know, I just think Missouri has got to be more aggressive no matter who you think the quarterback should be. Regardless, if we can't take advantage of those seam routes because of Brady Cook's physical limitations, well, then we probably do have to think about getting Sam Horn or another quarterback in there. But to me, on this type of ball, Brady Cook has enough of an arm. I think he's got enough of it on those seam balls too. I'm more worried about actually ironically a little bit like the 10 yard intermediate stuff to the outside that's where I think the arm strength is more of a concern and coming up I do want to talk a little bit about the Tiger defense's performance this past week including just an excellent play by Tyron Hopper in a key moment 
that was really all about the little things, which can obviously make all the difference in the world in the game of football. So let's give some credit, a nice, smart play by a really smart veteran player in Tyron Hopper. But first, I want to tell you about FanDuel. And you got to get ready for the NFL season. Week one, just about to wrap up here on Monday night. We'll get ready for it all the rest of the season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $5. When you bet $5, excuse me, you get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So for all the talk of Missouri's discouraging offense so far here the first two weeks of the season, of course the defense and their usual stellar performance has been somewhat overlooked. And while Middle Tennessee did have some success at times against the Missouri defense, looking back on it, there wasn't a lot of stuff where I was going, boy, we really got burnt there. You know, there was a couple plays where I thought, a guy missed an assignment and was out of position. Just easily correctable stuff. But for the most part, you see the guys dominating, playing how you expect them to play. The guy, the you know, Ennis Rakestraw, yeah, good luck throwing on him. Chris Abrams drained the same deal. He was excellent in one-on-one -on -one coverage. But at one point, Abrams drained on a long touchdown, uh, no, excuse me, a long run that got the Blue Raiders inside the five. Well, he was the guy on the outside that needed to set the edge, and he just kind of abandoned his responsibility. Again, that's an easily correctable mistake, though. And just to heap some more praise, one thing we've come to expect really smart and solid play from Tyron Hopper. As you can see here, this is at the top of your screen here if you're watching on YouTube. It's third quarter, Missouri up by just three at this point, 10 to 7, with just under nine minutes left in the third quarter. It's a key moment here. Third down and goal from the seven-yard line. Now, you see number eight here, Tyron Hopper. I'm just going to zoom in on him quickly. This is before the snap. Let's just try to anticipate what Hopper's going to do here. Does it seem like he's in coverage? Does it seem like he's going to blitz? Well, considering how often these days teams use dummy counts and dummy claps, you know, Missouri claps on every snap. Now, a lot of times they'll just do the fake clap to try to get you a linebacker safety to commit. Well, no commitment here from Tyron Hopper. I would not like to play poker with this young man because he is not indicating anything whatsoever. And actually, because of this jet sweep action here, he has a really good idea of when they're going to snap this football. And with his timing here, well, again, I was talking about indication. Well, the offensive line for MTSU had no indication that he was going to blitz whatsoever, and he comes wide open through the middle of this offensive line. What happens? Knocks Vettiato off his spot. Vettiato, a, a pretty good player, by the way, as I said, leading into the ball game. But, you know, 
as mobile as he is, Tyron Hopper's a really good blitzer, and he's not going to outrun him. So what happens? Knocks him off his spot, forces him to throw to no one in particular. That was just desperation there, making him throw that ball a lot more quickly than he wanted to. So I did just want to point out some positives here today. Obviously, there were a lot of negatives for the Missouri offense. I think some of this stuff is fixable, though. Again, attack the seams, number one. And number two, I think if you're Missouri, run more play action type plays on first and second down. That really is kind of a cheat code for just about any offense, especially, again, it's second and five. Please run more play action fakes. I'm not talking about second and 20 necessarily, but just forcing the defense to defend more of the field and just think about the middle of the field more, make the linebackers question what they're doing. But regardless, I'm just telling you statistically, play action fakes, regardless if you're running the football or not, is one of the easiest ways to actually move the football through the air if you can just protect it long enough. There's the question, I guess, if you're Missouri. So a lot of questions still to be answered, but hey, hopefully we can at least try to answer some more of them as the week continues here on Locked on Mizzou. And I got to get Got to get moving on my Kansas State homework as well. Got to talk about the Wildcats. Tigers just under a touchdown underdog as we speak here. Five and a half is the last number I saw for FanDuel Sportsbook. So plenty to get to. Missouri, Kansas State, biggest game for the Tigers in a while here on Saturday. So let's talk about it all coming up this week right here on Locked on Mizzou. Locked on Mizzou.